start recording and then we can just kind of go into it if you want. Okay. So, um, so yeah, I'll just, and I'm just recording this through my, like through a voice app. So if we want to edit anything or whatever, we can do that, but All right. I feel like it'll be pretty yeah. whatever, you know? So, um, and you usually post like the next day, don't you? Yeah. Next day or even like same day. Like oh if I gosh. don't, cause a lot of times I don't even do like here. Smile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A lot of times I don't even do like, um, I just post it like same day. Cause I'm just like, well, just go, go, go. You know, cause yeah. like, that's kind of the cool thing about podcasts is just, it's like very informal and you can uh-huh. kind of just do whatever. So yeah. Yeah. And I'm not like a big planner either. So it's like <laughs> knowing in my mind that I'm like, okay, I got eight other things. I'm like, all right, focus on the moment. So. Yeah. I know that so. was one of your goals for this year. Yeah. Plan a little bit more and, and schedule. That, yeah. And that's like super hard for me because I'm not a planner at all. So it's like when you are trying to be something that you're not, it's even like worse at times, yeah. but it's like, I'm kind of like learning slowly. So it helps, you know, getting your blocks of time set and yeah. doing what you need to do in that time. And yeah, and yeah. I know I've been busy too. I figured, you know, I need to get this on the books so that we can sit down and get this done. And exactly. <laughs> I know it's like, it's been in my mind too. I'm like, okay, when am I going to find, when are we both going to be able to find time? Cause like you live in like Dayton. Yeah. So it's like a half hour right there, but um, yeah, but yeah, we can just get into it now. And okay. uh, so, Hey everybody. Uh, Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, it's Danny Neth with the Gardening for Gains podcast. And today uh, I've got a special guest, uh, Mandy Grosco. Yeah, right. You All did. right. Cool. So I'll just uh, let her introduce herself. Um, basically, just kind of go into who you are, how we know each other, and just a little bit, you know, about uh-huh. your background and, uh, and your company. Sure. Um, as you said, I'm Mandy Grosco. I have a company, Ella Bella, and we met actually via Danny's girlfriend. Um, we worked together and I got your first crop box last year yep. for gardening for gains <laughs> and it was awesome. Um, not enough raspberries, but I think you're fixing that this year. I hope so. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> um, lots of potatoes uh, yeah. last year, and I think there'll be plenty this year, too. Um, and um, so that was good. And then, you know, we've just gotten to know each other and, just, you know, kind of working together, figuring out how we can work together with Gardening for Gains and Ella Bella. Um, Ella Bella is a gluten-free um flower and mix company and uh, created my own flower bin blend about eight years ago. Okay. So, that, so what, what prompted you to kind of start to do that? Um, we found out our then 18 month old had a gluten intolerance. Okay. And I wanted to make a chocolate chip cookie that she could eat and take to school and that dad could eat and want to eat. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this was after trying some of the cookies that were on the market and expensive and pretty much tasted like cardboard. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Whenever you say like gluten free, usually cardboard is like yeah. somewhere in that too. <laughs> so I spent about a year doing lots of reading, lots of experimenting and came up with a flower blend that worked. Awesome. And um, so I guess what, what, what does that involve? Like what, I guess, what kind of ingredients are you using now instead of like a typical flour? I use a combination of sorghum, potato, rice, tapioca, and then the xanthan gum, which acts as the binder okay. for the gluten and regular flour. Um, and the sorghum gives it a little more taste and texture that most 
gluten-free flours don't have. Okay. Which makes it nice. Yeah. So you said sorghum and like, so I just went and visited a guy, um, he has a farm called Dick's Organics and Mm -hmm. he's like a nonprofit farm and, uh, they're not like technically nonprofit, but he grows for like, uh, food banks and like churches and things like that. And he's in Fort Wayne, but he was talking about growing sorghum this year and he was saying how it's like a gluten-free sugar basically. Uh So, and I'm like, and I keep hearing So it's just funny how you keep hearing things and like the serendipity of that, you know? So it is. And it's, Eight years ago, it wasn't used a lot in gluten-free foods, mm. and it's starting to. And the funny, serendipitous part of it is that it's an ancient grain. Oh, it's right. It's been around for a really long time. That's crazy, yeah. <laughs> you know, most of us in Northern America know it as a syrup, mm. you know, kind of molasses type thing, but it's gotcha. a grain. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So that is where molasses comes from, yeah. then. It's from sorghum. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. interesting learn something new every day like see and that's the thing i like keep hearing you know i feel like most of the times when i hear about sorghum you hear about it like uh with like developing nations in africa mm-hmm. so like that kind of makes sense now because it is kind of like that base mm-hmm. agricultural commodity yeah. i guess yeah so, yeah it's pretty cool yeah it's pretty easy to grow it's it's highly nutritious um it's got protein and other trace minerals in it that are good for you yeah. you know um so Part of the reason I use it, you know, a lot of the gluten-free flours are just, you know, potato and, you know, white rice based, which have basically no nutritional value. Right. Gotcha. <laughs> Interesting. Um, so now what all, so you have like the flours, what, what are all the different products that you have that are like gluten-free? Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a brownie mix, a chocolate chip cookie mix and a sugar cookie mix, as well as a lactation cookie mix. Okay. Awesome. And we are sitting inside San Remy in downtown Troy, which carries all of them. But she um, was the first to carry the lactation cookie mix. Okay. And obviously being a baby store, you know. Yeah. <laughs> mom, new moms and babies to, to help with that. So. Yeah. When Kyla brought it home, because she has a couple friends who have had kids here recently and she like brought it home she's like don't eat these cookies these are lactate i'm like is it gonna make me lactate no (laughs) it's basically an oatmeal cookie with some extra fortification that help women who are already lactating okay gotcha cool it's an oatmeal cookie for guys yeah (laughs) nice yeah because yeah and i was like I, I don't know. She had mentioned something about that, like that kind of product before. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I had never, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. a guy, so I don't, right. re- I don't realize that you would have that, but it makes sense, yeah. you know, like with like the supplements you have to take when you're pregnant or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, if you can yeah. get it in there a little bit yeah. you know, with the gluten free, that's uh-huh. pretty cool too. Yeah. I love hearing the reaction of guys with the lactation cookie <laughs> mix. I was talking to somebody else the other day about it and he was thinking that they were made with breast milk and I'm like, oh, no. Nice. <laughs> I, I could totally see that too. It's like, That's no, I do not have a row of moms, you know, supplying me breast milk. Supplying me breast milk. No, no, it just helps support them. And part of nursing, a large part of um, trouble new moms have is just getting the nutrition they need, well, finding yeah. the time. Um, they're stressed. It's a change in lifestyle with having somebody else that they have to take care of. Right. Not getting enough sleep because, well, baby's not sleeping. So, yeah. you know, having something that has a, a nutrition in it and can be eaten quickly. Is so essentially helpful. it's like a cookie with vitamins in it, right? Yes. So it's a vitamin exactly. cookie. <laughs> so it's super healthy. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> it does have some sugar in it, yeah. but I did, you know, I, I tweaked the recipe from where I originally found it to cut down on the sugar just nice. so it can be healthier. So um, do you look at that too? Like, are you kind of looking at like the full profile when you're yes. doing that stuff? Yeah. yeah. Um, and one of the things that when I was originally doing my research on the flour is I found out how much sugar was processed in our country and mm. how that happens. And I was just dumbstruck and um of you know the basic processes you know they take the sugar they they strip it out get the um the granules everything mm. um they strip out the molasses the sh the dark parts of it then they bleach it to yeah. make it white and for your brown sugars then they add the the molasses back into it yeah that's and... crazy I, I think you told me that the first time that we like met and yeah. i was like what that, that, yeah. that blew my mind and like... i'm like i can't in my bright mind prepare my products with something that has even trace amounts of bleach in it yeah oh for sure yeah <laughs> and well, that's yeah that's awesome so i use all organic sugars in my products okay Great. So what are your sugar sources then? Is it like similar to or... I, I, wholesome organic is, yep. you know, it's the biggest or one of the biggest companies here in the country. So that's who I get it from. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. So now I guess since you've started, like how has like the progression of your like products gone, like the progression of your company, like mm -hmm. kind of talk about maybe some of those challenges or like what it's taken to build it up to, to I guess, to where you're at now. Yeah. It's, been crazy slow and crazy busy at the same time mm -hmm. because all the while you know I'm balancing a full-time job and a wife and three kids and the business as well yeah so um, depending on the needs of the family often the business has kind of taken a, a back seat but then it gets the front seat sometimes and um, I have it was two Almost a year and a half ago, I decided I, I wanted to start selling on Amazon. Mm -hmm. And so I needed to find a location that um, I could get the proper certifications for and whatnot. And thankfully, the city of Fairborn was um, opening up an incubator kitchen oh, at awesome. the same time. That's crazy and it timing. just <laughs> worked out wonderfully. And there was a gluten free incubator area. And I was able to get in there and get the proper certification that I needed to sell on Amazon. And, nice. um, you know, being able then to to expand my business from just the state of Ohio and just, you know, the, really the Dayton area, mm -hmm. you know, I have some in Cincinnati and Columbus, but mostly Dayton. Now, I'm shipping to all the states. Wow. That's and awesome. the biggest um, product that ships is the lactation because wow. it, I mean, not only is it gluten free, it's dairy free and it's soy free. And so that, oh, that's, that's huge. Yeah. 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 The soy is a huge <laughs> one. Like, I remember kind of learning more about like the, so like soy's impact on your body and all that sort of stuff a couple of years ago. And it was just like, when you start looking at labels and it's literally in every single thing, it's like, what, yeah. what's going on? Here? Yeah. Yeah. So having that facility has been a huge boom to my business and, um, continuing to grow it. Um, and you know, just working it, you know, talking to people like you, seeing how we can collaborate, talking yep. to other, moms who are doing businesses as well, seeing how we can work together, getting ideas off of each other, finding the outlets to get to places yeah. and just, 
just keep at it. Yeah, that's what's <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it sounds like it's, I mean, it sounds like you've been doing everything right and like yeah. taking, you know, like you said it's eight years in the making about? About, I switched um, almost about six years ago, five, six years ago. I was actually started out as a bakery Uh-oh. and I was baking products for folks. Gotcha. But um, about that time, uh, five, six years ago, I got pregnant with the third kid. I'm like, I need a shelf-stable product. Yeah. You know, a cupcake doesn't last more than a week. A cookie doesn't last more than two weeks. And so that's when I decided to take the product apart Mm. and do, you know, the mixes. So in the bag, you get the chocolate chip, you get the flour that already has the salt and the the baking soda in proportionately with it. The sugar's already blended with the proper proportions. So all you have to do is add the wet ingredients. That's awesome. And, you know, one of the main goals for me with the business is to get people back in the kitchen to get people cooking you know there's always a feeling of community and togetherness when you're in the kitchen together you know and talking there's always people have such fond memories of eating together and when somebody has a gluten or a dairy or a you know soy intolerance there's always that hurdle that you have to deal with and so having a flour and mixes that eliminate that hurdle is is huge so that yeah everybody can enjoy it you know not just that gluten-free person you yeah. know uncle joe who can't stand anything but meat and potatoes <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. is going to like these brownies <laughs> yeah have you have you actually like cooked them and just like slipped them in like with normal stuff oh, yeah. and not told people oh, yeah. yeah do you get any reaction or most people are don't realize it and yeah afterwards they're like oh that was gluten-free yeah 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 because i think that was kind of my reaction like with like chocolate chips and then like the cook uh i think the chocolate chip cookies or yeah yeah it was one of them but i'm just like yeah it's no difference no. you know it's like yeah. it's awesome i mean my 15 year old daughter takes them to school yeah our high school friends and high schoolers are very critical right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you can always expect to get an honest answer there right. and they just they devour them they yeah. don't care that's, awesome. <laughs> that's really cool yeah and yeah I, I like your point too that you made about like uh, bringing people back in the kitchen too because like that i feel like that's something that you know kind of the i guess we never really went into like that background of like you know we um you know gardening for gains you know right now i've just been doing like a crop box just veggies mm-hmm. last year is my first year so yeah. you know it was like a little bit of a weird year because i broke my foot like right. middle of the year <laughs> so i'm like literally crawling around uh-huh. in the garden like to get st- get stuff done and just like i just wasn't like 100% ready so it's like this yeah. year it's going to be a lot better it's going to mm-hmm. have like a beginning a middle and end like a good mm-hmm. story should right <laughs> so but, but that's the other thing, too, is kind of bringing it full circle is like, okay, people like veggies, but it's like there's a missing element there, too. You know, it's mm-hmm. like so like providing like um, recipes and, you know, some of that extra inspiration was kind of one of the routes I wanted to take. But then the other is like kind of rounding it out with like a healthier option for like a dessert, too, mm-hmm. because it's like, you know, you can preach, pre- preach healthy, 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 but right. it's not necessarily just about just being healthy. It's about finding that balance. Right. Like, kind of like how you have, like, with your work-life balance, it sounds like it's, yeah. it might be a little topsy-turvy, <laughs> but, but you have a good grasp yeah. on, like, what you know that you can handle, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah. yeah, just, like, finding that good balance. And so, so like, that's what I, um, you know, I'm hoping that our partnership can do is, like, right. kind of bring everything together of, of, like, the whole, 
the whole picture and, you know, maybe I can provide you a little bit of exposure, you know, Uh with my small customer base, but that's kind of how it works. You know, it's like one person likes it and they tell that one person Uh who tells one person and waterfall effect, you know? Right. And same, you know, I have folks in Troy that I know who can learn more about gardening for Danes and your crop box and, you know, I think you're full this year. Yeah, I don't know. It's we'll see because it's like I've planted so much stuff. I'm like, hmm. So when I harvest, I'm gonna have how many heads of cauliflower? <laughs> so, so I don't know. There might be okay. some overflow, but okay. um, but yeah, I, I at least have enough to where I, I know that I'm like dialed in on my the customer base that I do have. You know, fantastic. So, yeah, so it should be a lot better. Like some you know ground cherries and some new stuff in there too. So I love. Which I've never cherries. had them before. I love them. Yeah, they're. they're like the sweet tartness that you can't get anywhere else yeah. than anything else. So I've heard it's like a tomato and a pineapple mixed. Is that like accurate? Yeah, that's maybe not quite as acidic as a tomato. Okay. But so it's still pretty sweet. Like yeah. it would be like having like a fruit. Yeah. So, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm like, okay, let's see. <laughs> so, yeah. So that, and apparently they have, they just like bloom like crazy. So Fantastic. Be, yeah. So and I've heard people telling me about like goose gooseberry pie which i guess a gooseberry is the same as a ground cherry but Mm -hmm. so i don't know i'm like out there scouring for recipes and stuff so we'll see what yeah what happens but yeah i'm excited and like you know like just adding that gluten-free option it's like i I feel like even people who aren't don't have like a gluten intolerance are Mm -hmm. still very cognizant about it and they kind of want that like are you seeing that too or sometimes i mean they're they're seeing what has happened in our the industry of wheat and the mass production of food. Mm -hmm. And it's not just wheat, it's everything, which is why I think people are going to crop boxes and CSAs because um, just the variety of foods that are offered at grocery stores is so limited. You know, they've just been so whittled down to what can be mass produced and quickly. You know, the small farmers can get the variety and get more of the heirloom stuff that has more of the flavors. And, you know, it's something that's coming closer to home, um, from home. Um, I also have a lot of environmental allergies. So Mm. for me, getting food that is grown closer to home means that it's, you know, I'm getting the stuff that's been pollinated closer to home. It helps my allergies. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a good point, too. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) Yeah, because my allergies are like killer. Like this year, knock on wood, so far they've been okay. But like normally I'm like terrible. And like that's one thing I've kind of looked into is like, exposure therapy almost you know Uh it's like oh it helps that's what i wonder if like my gardening is like kind of lending to that a Uh little bit but um but yeah i mean that's a good point though about what you're saying like and that's like something i've kind of been living by as far as like you know looking towards local stuff it's like like one of my sayings is like the way of the past is the way of the future Mm -hmm. because like especially areas like sydney piqua troy like if you like really look at how like the neighborhoods are structured and set Mm -hmm. up, they're set up. So they have like that general store right in the middle of these neighborhoods. Uh And that's how, that's why like our areas, it's going to be stuck. It's like stuck in the fifties and sixties kind of mindset. And it's going to be stuck in there for so long that it's going to, it's going to be, you know, in style by the time it comes back fully, I think. And I think that like places like Troy and like, Mm -hmm. you know, I I can't speak as much to Dayton, I guess, but, um, I feel like they are kind of having that resurgence of like 
local. Like it's yeah. like they've hung on to it for a long time of like not wanting yeah. to like give up to. Well, I went to lunch at the Second Street Market on a Thursday uh, about a month ago or so, mm-hmm. and um, I would always. Uh, few years ago, I worked from home and I would go to the market on Thursdays and Fridays because it was quieter. That's when I could talk to the vendors, you know, Mm. get to know the owners and everything. And I'm there on a Thursday and it's almost as busy as a Saturday. Wow. You know, that's crazy. (laughs) And it's a place, you know, that folks in the area can go and get local food and veggies and stuff and eggs and meat and in the downtown area. That's cool. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. And that's in Troy? No, it's downtown Dayton. Oh, Dayton. Okay. Yeah. That's what yeah. I thought. That's what I'm like, I don't think I've yeah. heard of that. Yeah, Second Street Market in downtown okay. Dayton. Cool, yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, th- I think it is. It, I don't know. It's just going to be very interesting. And like, it's almost, I think that social media has kind of um, changed the perspective too of like that small town perspective is like applicable for everybody now because like everybody's on the record, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it's like, um, like, being like that small town person who really cares about your product and your mm-hmm. people is like yeah. going to take you so much further right. than optimizing shelf space <laughs> and all that stuff. You know, yeah. it's like, yeah, like being a product manager, like I, I completely understand that because you're like, oh, profit, profit, profit. Oh, uh-huh. But then you think about the value and you think about your brand and like, especially mm-hmm. like me and you were very young, you know, especially I, I'm a lot younger business, but like, yeah. you know, we're both very young in the grand scheme of things. So it's like that brand. Oh, yeah. AKA reputation is going to take you the furthest. You right. Know? Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, I can't source a lot of my ingredients locally because, well, you know, sugar doesn't grow in Ohio. Yeah. Um, but like my chocolate chip, neither does chocolate. But, you know, I try and get pure ingredient, fair trade chocolates for folks that, you know, ethically source things. Okay, cool. You know, because that's important to me. Yeah. You know, just to support those who are growing it in other parts of the world to get it here, to get it to other folks who are buying my product. Yeah, that's Um, that's a huge deal too, because I don't think a lot of people really realize what, like farm labor, even in the United States, is pretty like antiquated, I think. So just imagine like what it's like in... (laughs) Yeah. Cambodia or Africa yeah. or something like that, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. It, it's bad, especially in the chocolate and the coffee industry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Having Just... that fair trade or um, what's really, as I'm watching the industry change in both of those is um, single source origins. Mm. Um, I have some friends in the coffee industry that like they go directly to the farmers. Oh, wow. That's you know. Cool. And, and single source it, which is just awesome. So they're supporting that farmer and all the people that are picking all those that's those awesome. coffee beans. Yeah, yeah, and it's good to have that real relationship, not something that's like a, a collective or a co-op yeah. because yeah. you don't know what's going on. Yeah, behind closed doors. That's awesome. <laughs> that is really cool. So, yeah, I guess um, I'm trying to think what I think we covered just about everything. So I think so. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, this was awesome. Yeah, yeah, because and I was like a little worried because I know that like last time when we talked, like we got a lot of stuff in, you know, uh-huh. and it was like just so loud at La Fiesta. <laughs> but I'm like, so yeah. I'm glad that we were able to like kind of encapsulate it and like get mm-hmm. to the points on stuff. So yeah, but yeah, I'm looking forward to stuff this year, and you know, I've got um, the gluten free, st- you know, all of your all of El Bella's uh, product, mm-hmm. gluten free product on my website right now. Um, mm-hmm. it was having an issue at first. It wasn't like 
load. I don't. There's something up with my website, but I got okay. it figured out. Okay. So, but um, but yeah, I'm gonna start doing that, pushing it with the crop box. Okay. Um, but if people want to find you, how can they find you on your website, social media, and that sort of yep. stuff? Uh, website is elabellagf.com. Same for Facebook, Instagram, elabellagf. Um, email is orders at elabellagf.com. Okay. okay. Pretty consistent across the yeah, board. Yeah, that's the way to do it right there. <laughs> cool. So, Yeah. Awesome. Sounds, sounds good. Well, yeah, I appreciate it. And yeah, we'll link everything up. So if you have any, uh, you know, questions, you can feel free to reach out to Mandy or myself, uh, call into the station if you're listening on Anchor or leave us a comment and uh, we'll be happy to help help out with any questions. Uh, but other than that, thanks for listening in. And yes. as always, I appreciate it. Cool. I think it went really Yay. well.